When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and The New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I want to talk about the Southern Springs church shitting and the lawsuit with Academy. I want to go over that. I also want to talk about universal background checks because I don't think people understand the ramifications of universal background checks and how that's going to affect you. Also, I want to talk about, you know, some other things that the anti-Second Amendment community is seem to be imposing, you know, you know, this. Well, they're imposing on our Second Amendment, especially this this legislative session. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and some other things. Um you know, and I'm really bothered by what's happening at the Capitol. I'm concerned. I'm concerned because over the last year, we've seen some things that actually take place, such as the, um, you know, I've seen people in the anti-gun community take the license to carry handgun course. They're trying to get their handgun license. They're trying to educate themselves on all the gun laws just so they can come back this session and say, you know what? I am a gun owner. I have a handgun license, and because of that, I do not want, you know, these pro-gun bills. I want universal background checks because there is no way you're going to tell me that anyone that is a pro-Second Amendment that's in the pro-Second Amendment community or the tech that believes in the Texas Constitution, you're not going to tell me that these people are supporting universal background checks. That is not going to happen. It's not happening. So these are people that are moving from California. These are people that are moving from other places that are moving to Texas that are getting their handgun license just so they can say. And for that reason, they can say, hey, I am a license holder and I, you know, I'm in the Moms Demand Action Organization or I'm in, you know, this anti-gun organization here and I don't want, you know, these pro-gun bills. What I want is ba- universal background checks. That's the only reason they're doing that. Basically, what they, I guess they're saying then is they want to be able to say, I may be a gun, hold, gun owner, but I still am concerned about my own community to the point where I really am not interested in the background check uh, in the current situation that we have right now as far as our laws go. I want to make a change. But because I own a gun and because I have this license, you all could stand behind me because I'm not going to take your rights away. Which to me is a big issue. I have a serious problem with people like that. 
If you are going to be an anti-gun person, just be, an, be up front, say, I'm not going to buy a gun. I don't want to own a gun. I have no interest in having a gun. And I don't believe anybody else should have a gun either. That way you don't come off sounding like a complete hypocrite. I agree 100%, you know. It's 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 crazy and it just it blows me away. You know, and we're we're seeing this time and time again. And I'm telling you people, don't be fooled. Don't be don't, you know, don't fall in for the old okie doke there. You know, I, I, we're going to keep our foot on their throats. And we're going to let them know that this is not going to happen in Texas. We're not going to allow what happened in Florida to happen in Texas. You're not going to storm our capital. You're not going to take our constitutional rights away. You're not going to change the Texas Constitution just like you did in Florida. We're not going to stand for that here. This is the Lone Star State. This come and take it. That's all I got to say, because we're not going to give it up. You're going to have to take it from my cold, dead hands. You're going to have to take it when I'm in the grave. I think my old government, uh, what was it, my... NSL teacher, national state local government teacher, said it best. We have an uh, we have a concept of NIMBY. These laws will not be in my backyard. I am not going to have universal background checks. I'm not going to have weapon restrictions. I'm not going to have age restrictions. You want my firearms? You can come to my house, but I they are ready and loaded, and I have no problem using them. It's like this, you know. If you're coming for my guns, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get my bullets first. And you tell him Michael Cargill told you so. You know, that's not going to happen here in Texas. We're not going to stand for that. So here's what I'm asking you to do. If you're within the sound of my voice, uh, you're listening to us on Facebook. You're listening to us on, you know, on the radio. I'm telling you now, it is now time. If you want to sleep, go ahead and sleep. But if you sleep, when you wake up tomorrow, you're going to lose some rights. You're going to lose it just like look at every single state that's happening. It's happening around you. Wake up. Smell the coffee. It's strong. It's dark. It's black. You might want to smell it. They're taking your rights away in every single state that is surrounding you right now. Take a look at Florida. They have red flag laws. Florida was a state that was competing with Georgia on who can come up with the most craziest pro-gun laws they possibly can come up with. And you know what? They've now stepped backwards. They're not going back in time. They're taking your rights away. They've said, you know what? If you want to own a gun, period, in the state of Florida, you got to be 21 years of age. It went from 18 to 21. It's going to happen here if you don't wake up. I don't know what I need to do to motivate you. I don't know what I need to do to get you to the Capitol. You know, but you need to get there. You need to get there now. You need to let your elected officials know what's going on and you're not going to stand for it. Because by the time it happens, it's too late. You're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to wake up in June. I promise you. And if you're concerned, if you're saying right now, and I know there's some people that are saying there's no way in the world that, you know, the governor, Governor Greg Abbott would ever sign a bill that would take my Second Amendment rights away. But you know what? Here's some little here's a little reality for you. Do you remember Ronald Reagan? You remember that? Remember he was governor of California? Do you remember when Ronald Reagan was governor of California and he passed the bill to ban long guns? You used to be able to openly carry a long gun in the state of California. Well, guess who changed that and signed it into law? That was governor at the time, Ronald Reagan. And don't forget the imported weapons bill of George H.W. Bush, which said that all foreign firearms 
imported from foreign manufacturers that do not have a specific sporting use are now officially banned. All this stuff comes, it comes from a Republican president. It comes from a Republican-controlled Congress. You better wake up and smell the coffee. I'm telling you. Because when you wake up in June, they're going to take your rights away. You're going to have red flag laws. You're going to post something on Facebook, on Twitter. One of your family members is going to rat you out. They're going to knock on your door. They're going to take your guns. And you're going to have no recourse but thirty grand, $30,000 to, to try and get your guns back. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. Remember Michael Cargill told you so. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talking. Early on the war, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cardell. Talk thirteen seventy. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. That's right. Today, we're talking about universal background checks. We're talking about the Southern Springs Church shooting. And so, I want to bring into the conversation Evan Walker. He's a principal attorney for Texas and U.S. Law Shield. I want to bring Edwin in because I want to talk about the Southern Springs Church shooting. And more specifically, I want to discuss uh, this lawsuit between Academy, well, the family members of the Southern Springs Church shooting and Academy. I want to break that down. And, and, and mind you, you know, I want to make sure, you know, I'm very clear here. You know, that was a tragedy. You know, let's mix no words about it whatsoever. And my, you know, and I'm definitely, you know, man, my, I can't imagine what the family members of the Southern Springs Church are actually going through. Um, you know, but I want, what I want to talk about, what I want to focus on is the actual lawsuit and how, you know, this lawsuit is now geared toward, toward uh, the gun stores. And I want to bring Edwin in because Edwin's going to break this down for us because now Academy Sports and Shooting and Outdoors is facing a lawsuit because they sold the firearm. And more specifically, they sold the magazine uh, to the killer. Um, and he had a Colorado driver's license or Colorado ID, but he purchased it in Texas. And the crime was committed in Texas. So let me bring into the conversation Edwin Walker, the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. Edwin, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Hey, Edwin. Uh, yes, hey, Mike. Can yes, you hear sir. Me? Go for it. I hear you All great. Right. Okay. Yeah, with regard to this lawsuit, um, you know, first of all, I think that they're a little – a short primer in the law is is necessary, and you know, of course, you know, you being a dealer, you know the law surrounding dealers as well as anybody. Uh, but for your audience, uh, people may know that you know that the interstate transfer of firearms is generally not allowed. Um, you know, and that means that generally, a person who resides in one state cannot purchase lawfully purchase a firearm in another state. That's one of the big things that, you know, that was one of the big provisions of the Gun Control Act. So, However, what, you're, so what you're saying, Edwin, is I can't, I even can't, you know, travel to, say, California 
you know, with a Texas driver's license, Texas ID, a resident of Texas, and actually buy a gun from a citizen in California. That is that is correct. Uh, you're only allowed your, you know, the and like I said, I'm using the word generally. Generally, you're only allowed to purchase a firearm uh, or obtain a firearm from a person or an FFL dealer in your state. And so, you know, people may be saying, and this actually goes to one of the big um, uh, gun control myths that they like to put out there, this, this, oh, you can buy guns over the Internet without a, without a background check, and that's, you know, that's dangerous. Well, that's not true. And, and a lot of people may be saying, well, I can buy guns off Gun Broker, uh, which, is a, you know, which is like eBay for guns. Uh, but the thing is, is that if you buy a gun through gun broker, uh, and you buy it from a resident of Louisiana or Oklahoma or Nebraska or, you know, Oregon or wherever, that gun has to be shipped to an FFL in your state. And you can only take possession of that gun from the FFL who will then run a background check. So the idea that uh, guns are being sold over the internet without background checks is just simply one of those lies that the anti-gun folks like to put out there to scare people. So, so that's the general laws that uh, people who reside in another state are not allowed to purchase guns in a different state. However, there is an exception, and the exception is is that a dealer, an FFL, can sell a rifle or shotgun at their place of business to an individual who resides in another state that they are personally delivering the gun to. Uh, okay, so it only applies to rifles and shotguns. They can only do it at the store, and they have to actually see the person face-to-face. And so that's what happened in this case, was that under this exception, a person with a Colorado light, a Colorado residency was able to purchase this uh, rifle from an FFL, that being Academy. Now, the other caveat to that, and the caveat that's important to this particular Southern Spring, Springs issue, is that uh, the FFL has to make sure, you know, there's a there's actually a presumption that the FFL is presumed to know both the state laws of the state where the FFL is located, which of course they do, and, but then also, uh, which is why some FFLs refuse to do it, also they are presumed to know the state laws of the state where the person resides. Right, because I know in and, our in our store, Central Texas Gunworks. I have a store policy where we do, we just don't do it. We don't do it because we don't know the different laws of every different state. So what I do is, hey, you know, if you want to buy a gun from us, a firearm from us, and you're from another state, then we're going to ship it to the gun store where you live, and you're going to have to pick it up at that gun store because I just don't know. The laws change so much, and they're changing so fast, we just cannot keep up. Yes. So there is some, there is a bit of a calculated risk in doing that. Like I said, it's completely up to the gun store. If they want to do it, you know, that's their business. They can run their railroad as they see fit, (laughs) but the law does say that. So the law says in order for a person who is out of state to buy a gun from an FFL in another state, it has to be a rifle or shotgun. Uh, The meeting has to be at the gun store. It has to be done in person, and lastly, the gun store needs to know the laws of both the the, the transferring, you know, the, the purchasing state, and the state where the pers- the purchaser resides. And so you would think that you you would think that we just sell guns to just anyone the way they the the way the other side wants to portray this. You think that we just you know a person walks in and you just give them a gun and then out they go. They think it's just so simple. They don't know all the regulations and all the rules that we actually have to follow. 
Oh, yes, I know. Well, that's one of their big scare tactics. And also what's important is that as a private person involved in a private sale, it's against the law to do that as well. And so if I was involved in a private sale and I put out there, you know, on Craigslist or whatever, or just word of mouth, hey, I got a 1911 that I want to sell. Some guy shows up and his, uh, you know, he's driving a car that's got an Oklahoma license plate. Uh, you know, maybe I'm, you know, I, I, as a seller, I can, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I can do whatever I want to as far as requesting that they make assurances to me that they are within the law. Uh, so I say, Hey buddy, you know, well, you don't mind if I take a look, see if you, you know, see your driver's license, do you? Shows me his driver's license. He's an Oklahoma, got an Oklahoma driver's license. At that point, I, as an individual have noticed that I would be breaking the law if I sold him a gun, even as a private person. Right. And so, you know, this idea that there's, you know, that lawful individuals, that the law allows people to engage in lawful gun sales like this is just ludicrous. Now, obviously, if I was a criminal and I was like, hey, I'll sell a gun to anybody. All I want is the cash in my pocket. Then, you know, I've already decided I'm a criminal. I'm going to commit a criminal act. Those acts are already prohibited by law. Uh, but the anti-gun control, you know, the, the anti-gun folks don't want us to realize that what they're advocating for probably already is against the law. They just want to use that as some as an excuse to try to broaden the laws to cover uh, more, you know, currently lawful transactions that are not exactly harmful to society. Uh, but they want to use that as a, like I said, as a scare tactic to get more laws. Now, here we are. We're in court now with the academy and the family members of the Southern Springs church shooting. And right. now we're talking about the, you know, the actual gun and the amp, amp and the magazine that actually purchased inside academy uh, by this guy who was from Colorado. Yes. And so there's a law out there. Federal law says federal law actually has an immunity and it's immunity that protects FSLs. Uh, and it protects it protects manufacturers, distributors, and retailers from lawsuits like this because you can imagine that it would be quite the economic tactic of the anti-gun folks to have every single person who died at the hands of a firearm to then sue uh, the retailer or the manufacturer uh, who created the firearm. And so the federal government realized that that is a pretty you know allowing that sort of thing to happen would be a pretty good way to destroy an in entire industry and so they created this immunity that said look if a gun is used in a crime uh, that doesn't give rise to a cause of action against the manufacturer or the distributor or the retailer and so academy went into court and they said hey you know we really really you know this is a terrible tragedy and we we are heartbroken that it occurred however we, as a retailer, we get to benefit from this federal law that says we're immune. And the other side said, not so fast. The federal law only says you're immune if you acted lawfully. And in this case, you acted unlawfully because you sold a rifle with a 30-round magazine to an individual in uh, Colorado resident who is, by Colorado law, not allowed to possess a 30-round magazine. And so... <clears throat> Uh, Academy had filed this law, had filed this motion to have the case dismissed. Or basically, what they were looking for was they were looking for a summary judgment. And the summary judgment means that they have pres that the facts are not in dispute, uh, but that the law is on the side of the person making the summary judgment. 
And uh, then the judge decides. And if the judge decides, <clears throat> pardon me, to grant summary judgment, then the case is over with. All right, so, so we, come, we come back, Edwin, because I want to get into, all right, so, you know, what if they sold the gun as a package deal, the gun and, an, and the magazine? What if they sold the gun with a 20-round magazine and he went and purchased a 30-round magazine because you don't need ID to purchase just the magazine? He could have gotten the magazine from anywhere, from any gun store. They're going to have to prove that, you know, that this is all part of all of it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're talking about universal background checks. We're talking about specifically the Southern Springs church shooting and this uh, lawsuit with Academy and sports. And so David David Hahn says on Facebook, I bet Colorado pot dealers have no problem selling to Texas residents. And Texas residents have no problem if the pot is used in Colorado. So why would a 30-round magazine be different? <laughs> so uh, let's we brought into the conversation Evan Walker. He's a principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield because I always tell people, you know what you should do? You should dial 911 first and then call your attorney. So when it comes to a situation like this, I want to ask my attorney, you know, what is going on and how can I protect myself as a F, as an FFL dealer? You know, how do I make sure that I don't get in trouble or, or you know, because it's not about it. it to me, it's about not going to court. If I can, pre- you know, prevent myself from being in that situation where I'm in court, then I've won, you know, and that's where you want to stop it at the at right there. Because once you hand it over to the judge and the jury, you know, that's it. You're handed over to the judge and the jury. And, I, and like I say in class, I hope it's not Friday when it goes to the jury, because if it goes to the jury on Friday, we know what happens in Austin on Friday. That jury is saying, you know what? It's Friday. It's three o'clock. Mopac is backed up. I-35 is shut down. We need to hurry up and get out of here. Let's just flip a coin. And I don't want to let my, I don't, I don't want to, you know, my life in the hands of that jury. So we brought Edwin Walker, the principal attorney of Texas and U.S. Law Shield, to talk to us about, you know, the Southern Springs churching in this lawsuit with Academy of Sports. And so, Edwin, you know, what if they sold the gun as a package deal? It was a, a, a rifle and the 30-round magazine. Well, you know, uh, just to just to tag on to what you just said about not giving your, you know, not trusting the jury or not believing the jury or not relying on the jury, uh, that's exactly why there are pretrial motions such as summary judgment. Is that that's that's exactly why the law creates such a thing is to say, is for the parties to say, look, you know, we're going to agree on what the facts are, and we're not going to let the jury get involved in in deciding the facts. We're going to go ahead and decide what the facts are, and. In the, you know, we're going to depend on the law, the judge to say what the law is. Uh, so that's a, you know, that's, that's the, the summary judgment is a way of jury avoidance, and that's exactly what Academy tried to do here. Now, this is, you know, Academy said, look, we sold a gun in which 
the law says that we are allowed to sell a rifle. Uh, the magazine is not specifically designated as part of the rifle. The magazine is an accessory, uh, simply like, uh, you know, uh, say a foregrip or a scope or, uh, you know, muzzle flash or, you know, it's just simply an accessory uh, that is that happens to be packaged with the gun. We were lawful in selling the rifle. We only have to do a background check on the rifle. Uh, you know, we don't have to background check magazines. Uh, the magazine really is irrelevant in this case. And I wonder, uh, I wonder if the judge would have let this case go forward if the person had actually bought the gun in another store and then went to a totally different store, totally different name brand altogether, and purchased just, you know, two or three 30-round magazines. Well, and, they, and, they, and they found the receipt. Yes, and that's the, you know, that's an interesting point. And also what you have to remember is that Texas judges, especially Texas trial judges, are elected. They are elected officials. Uh, they are, you know, if you if you don't, and I don't want to be cynical. I don't want to play the role of cynical lawyer here. But if you don't think that a judge is concerned about their perception in the press and in the public mm. and about whether or not that's going to affect their reelection, oh, they are. Um, then I, I think that maybe you should reexamine <laughs> a healthier <laughs> dose of cynicism. Um, because it was, you know, it's no skin off the judge's nose to let this case go to a jury. Um, and in fact, the judge is going to actually wind up smelling like a rose out of this thing, because no matter what happens, even if they, even if the jury ultimately finds for Academy, which they may ought to, you know, obviously all the sympathies are with the Southern Springs folks. Sure. Um, they're going to come in there and they are going to play, you know, they're, 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 they're going to play the, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to get all of the, you know, all of the points they can by being, you know, the victim of a terrible tragedy, which they are. Which they are. But Academy is going to say, look, we all agree this is a terrible tragedy, but we're not liable because federal law says we're not liable because we comply. You know, we did a background check and the background check came clear. And so it's not our fault. It's the fault of the people, the fault of the Air Force that didn't enter in the uh the uh, the disqualifying information, which we would have found if it had been entered. So we did the background check. We're not liable under federal law. And also, we're not liable because there's an intervening, superseding causation here. Mm. You know, we didn't, we didn't kill those people. There's only one person in this entire world that's responsible for those deaths at Southern Springs. And, and, he, and he never pulled the trigger. And he never should have been given the okay with the background check. You know, because of the Air Force uh, and the government, the federal government, the NICS system. Yes. So, so uh, you know, Academy still has a lot of defenses. And in fact, the only reason, you know, again, you know, putting on my cynical lawyer hat, the only reason, obviously, the Academy was sued is because would the victim of Southern Springs, can they get monetary relief? And keep in mind, that's what a personal injury lawsuit is about. It's not, obviously, we can't bring people back to life. We can't make the injured whole again. All a civil lawsuit does is decide whether or not one party owes money to another party. And I tell you, and honestly, and, uh, this is not going to be decided today. This is not going to be decided even by this jury, Edwin, right? You know, we're talking, this is going to be decided by the, by the U.S. Supreme Court. It, it possibly could. Um, you know, depending upon what happens at the, you know, depending upon what happens at the, at the trial. I mean, if the jurors, 
if the jury comes back and says, look, we feel real sorry for some of the spring victims, but, you know, Academy's right. They're, you know, there's nobody that's responsible here, you know, out of the entire chain of people that were involved in this situation. Uh, Academy is actually the less, the, uh, the least culpable. The Air Force is culpable because they didn't enter the information. The, the the person who did the shooting is obviously culpable because they did the shooting. Right. All Academy did was in, they they got involved in a commercial transaction with a guy. Right. Um, you know, and it could have just as easily been in any other gun store located in San Antonio. Right. And, and, so, and he could have walked in any gun store anywhere. He could have gone anywhere and purchased a 30-round magazine from anyone without getting background check or showing an ID. Correct, and that would have been the really, really interesting scenario if Academy would have been would have said, "Look, we're going to sell you the Ruger, okay? But we know you're from Colorado. We know Colorado has a 15 round magazine limit, so we're not going to sell it to you with this 30 round magazine. We'll give you a five or a 10 round magazine." Uh, but and, I, and I'm actually curious. If, I'm actually curious if they're going to put someone on the stand and say, "Hey, you know what? Even though UPC code shows that this gun comes with a 30 round magazine, in fact, what we did at the store was we actually swapped it out for a 30 round magazine and put a 20 round magazine inside." Well, it has to be a 15 round magazine. Okay, 15. Because 20, okay, 20 rounds will still get you in trouble. Yeah, to, uh, 20 rounds will still get you in trouble in Colorado. Yes, and that would be the, you know, it, and I don't know. I haven't seen a list of what sort of uh, magazines he had. But, um, and you know, what if, you know, what if it actually showed that he didn't have the Ruger magazine that came with the rifle? Right. And he instead had, you know, two or three aftermarket magazines. Uh, which you're absolutely right. Are, since they're accessories, they you don't have to find out whether or not somebody is from a state that prohibits "quote unquote" high capacity magazines. Right. And so, you know, that's why the case is going forward. Um, it is going to be interesting because it does implicate federal law, this federal immunity. And in the event that Academy is found liable, and in the event that Academy has you know, is hit with a Multi-million dollar judgment. Uh, I, uh, if, I was, I if I was Academy, I'd, I'd, I would turn around if I was Academy and sue the, the federal government, sue the Knicks, you know, for making the mistake and sue the Air Force. Well, you know, that's whenever these personal injury lawyers looked at this lawsuit and they, 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 you know, they looked at everybody involved. They knew that they couldn't go after the dead guy because he, him or his, he's dead and his estate, I'm sure, has no money whatsoever. Correct. And they can't go after the government because the government has qualified immunity. And so the only party that they could go after is Academy. And Academy is just, you know, they drew the short straw. And, um, uh, you know, like I said, it, it, it could have just as easily been, you know, a mom and pop store in San Antonio. Uh, I know that it couldn't have been central Texas Gunworks because they don't sell guns to people who are out of state. So, right. Uh, but otherwise, it could have been any other FFL just, you know, going about, you know, going about their business. Right. And so the judge, the judge took the safest route out, in which she basically said, you know, she basically said, look, it's going to go to a jury. Maybe the jury, you know, maybe the jury doesn't find Academy liable. And even if they do find Academy liable, I am not the last stop on this railroad. All right, and so and so Edwin uh, Rob Yoder says, do you think this lawsuit will result in gun makers not including magazines with their guns or 
or any or only including a low capacity mag? Well, you know, that is, uh, you know, that's actually a fantastic question because, you know, unfortunately, uh, there has been a trend where, you know, states are passing these high capacity magazine laws. In fact, uh, what is actually terrifying, and I know it's a little off subject, but, you know, on your show, all, all subjects are addressable, uh, is that bill that was filed in Oregon, uh, which, you know, heretofore, these states have had limits on the magazine. Mm-hmm. So you can't possess a magazine with, you know, certain you know, numbers. Well, in Oregon, not only have they proposed a limit on magazines, but they also want to outlaw uh, firearms that accept high-capacity magazines. Mm. Uh, and their definition of high-capacity is going to be five rounds. Oh, wow. And they also want to ration ammo to 20, to 20 rounds a month. Is that right? 20 rounds a month. That is correct. It's the most... It is obviously the most owner... It, 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 would, it would eviscerate basically the Second Amendment. It would say... I mean, whenever you pass a law that says that it would be against the law for you even to own a 1911. I mean, that is, they're, 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 I'm tongue-tied as far as just being <laughs> how upset I know. It, it is. Pretty I, much I, it's saying that you're limited to five-shot revolvers and derringers, which is utterly ridiculous. Correct. All right, Edwin, I tell you what, thank you, sir. I really appreciate you coming on and breaking that down to us a little bit. We're going to get you back on again uh, to talk a little bit more about this and also as we get into the ca- uh, into session to talk a little bit more about what's happening at the session. So thank hey, you, can I make a su- Can I make a suggestion, Mike? Hold on one quick second, Edwin. I'll let you say that on the other side of the break. This oh, is okay. Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking to Edwin Walker. He's a principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield. And Edwin, you want to say something in closing there? Yeah, I just wanted, I want you to, and this is obviously subject for a future show, but you have to use all of your contacts and people skills to see if you can find any person, and I know it won't be a rational person, (laughs) so any person who uh, actually supports uh, Anchia's House Bill number 930. Which is what? Which is the one that guts the self-defense laws. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, so I really would like to hear somebody actually come on the radio and defend the position that you shouldn't be given a presumption of reasonableness when you use deadly force against a, a murderer, rapist, or armed robber. All right, so we'll I would see. love to hear the rationale in justifying that. So we're going to have to reach out to Representative Anchia's office and see if... Uh, they're willing to someone from the office willing to come on the show and tell us about it. 
Yes, it's 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 utterly ridiculous. <laughs> like I said, I can't. Even if you hate guns, even if you say I hate guns and I won't own a gun, self defense is not specifically about guns. It's about the right to preserve your life against rapists and murderers and robbers and people that want to carjack you and home invade you. I mean, it's just you can. That's the part I don't understand. You can be against guns, but still be in favor of your human right to defend yourself, your family, and others. Yeah, this session and the amount of bills that are coming out of this session, the amount of anti-gun bills coming out of this session is just unbelievable. Yes, and so that's the one that I would – that that truly is a, a, a really terrifying uh, bill. Um, and this – you know, and we've known about how anti-gun Anchi is for quite a while – uh, but, you know, to, to actively say, I'm going to stand with rapists and murderers and make it, you know, and make it harder for people to defend themselves against rapists and murderers. That's just that is the most absurd position I've ever heard of. All right, Awesome, man. Thank you, Edwin. I really appreciate you coming on. You always giving us some insight in what's going on. OK, Mike, it's always my pleasure and uh, look forward to doing it again sometime. Absolutely, sir. All right, so now we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to talk about, uh, we got a little surprise for you. You think in this little box here, if you're looking at us on Facebook Live, you think in this box here, this is a DPMS Panther. But no, it's not a DPSM Panther. What is it? What we have is an NFA item. Now, there are NFA items, and what, then there are NFA items. What is an NFA item? National- NFA item means National Firearms Act. So these are restricted items, suppressors, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, or in this case, a short barrel rifle capable of select fire. So we're talking about a shotgun, a machine gun. I'm sorry, we're talking about a machine gun. We are talking about specifically an H&K MP5, which also happens to be a pre-import weapons ban item on top of that. Ooh, so a machine gun. So it has how many selector uh, levels on it? We have four. We have safe, single, double, and happy time. Uh, so safe. Single, double, double, happy time, and a machine gun. <laughs> Just that happy time means you will run out of ammunition in less than two seconds if you hold that trigger down through the entire mag. Now, is this something that you would you would suggest someone use for self defense? Uh, only if you want your forty eight thousand dollar rifle or shotgun in the hands of law enforcement as an evidence item. Right, so once you use that gun, uh, because you use it for self-defense, that means the police are going to hold it in evidence until the completion of that case. No, this is the kind of uh, <laughs> firearm you take to the range so you can feel like Bruce Willis for about five minutes. Oh, so you mean this is the type of gun you take to the gun range so that you can feel, you know, deep down deep in, in that inner self and feel like a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd use it if there was a home invasion. Would you? Why yeah. would you use it there a home invasion? I mean, that'd be the thing to use. <laughs> no, yeah, it does, I, I, I agree. I, it does make a lot of noise. I do not want my machine gun to be confiscated by law enforcement so they can play with it and 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 hold on to it for three or four years or five years until the you know to the end of that case. I think that <laughs> would be one of the main points of having such a weapon. No, I think I I, I to I, defend I, your life. I like the main, the main, this machine gun, it, it, it makes me feel, it's going to make me feel like a man. It makes me, I want to go to the range. I want to shoot some different things with it. I want to destroy some mannequins and just, you know, just have fun. This Do is that a, too. This is the kind of gun that you go to the range and the whole time you have your finger on your trigger, you're just going yippee ki man, yippee ki Now, how much does this thing cost? 
For the probable price of a brand new GLK 350 Mercedes-Benz truck, so about $48,000. So this machine gun here runs about forty-eight grand, people, 48000 So if you got $48,000, then you can have yourself a machine gun, an assault weapon. Specifically, a German-made HNK MP5N delayed but, blowback. But wait! You know, Zach, they say machine guns are too easy to get. You know, we can, you, they're so easy to get. <laughs> yeah, it's just a year's salary for most people. Yeah, if you got 48 grand. 48 grand on top of the $400 tax stamp, the year or year to two year wait time while the government decides whether or not you're even legally allowed to own that hold, thing. Hold it, bring it toward the camera. Let everyone see it. I want everyone to see what you got there. No, go ahead. Take it around there and, and show them this $48,000 machine gun. <laughs> that we have here uh we're talking 48 grand machine gun that's right uh so you got 48 grand you know come on down to central texas gunworks and boy let me tell you we can make you you'll make you feel like a man i can't tell you who it belongs to <laughs> can't tell you that but what i would tell you this you know you come on down and boy i tell you we'll sell you this machine gun for forty eight thousand dollars yeah it was a hoot to shoot that's for sure plus you're gonna need to get a 200 hundred dollar tax stamp Oh, yeah. And then you're going to have to fill out some paperwork uh, and some get your fingerprints, your photo taken. Don't forget those fingerprints. And then you're going to have to turn that paperwork into the ATF and wait about 10 months before you can get it. In that meantime, I'm going to do some conjugal visits with your machine gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Understand, you're not dealing with the state here. You are dealing with the actual federal government That's and right. the ATF. That's and right. they take forever. That's right. You, you got 10 months. And oh, and I hope there's not another government shutdown. Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. if there's another government shutdown. You're adding means, another year on top of that just <laughs> yeah, because nobody's no. there to do the paperwork. That's right. Can you put it on layaway? You can put it on layaway. That's right. 30% we'll take, down. That's right. You got <laughs> What's 30% of 48,000? I can't even count that high. Let me do a calculation real quick. We got 48,000 times 1.85 for sales tax times 0.3, correct? It's so easy, though. They tell me it's so easy to get a machine gun in this country. About oh, my God. 1450. Like, oh, my God. 14,500. Yeah, it's so easy. You can, just, you can just run down to the store and get yourself an assault weapon. It's just so simple. Like, oh, my God. So here's how it works. You're going to be paying $51,000 after tax. Take three or thirty percent of that. You're being paid. You're paying fifteen thousand dollars just for the first down payment alone. Ugh, crazy, uh, guys. Let me tell you. You know, more anti-gun bills have been filed in this legislative session than any other session in a hundred years in Texas. The Speaker of the Texas House has assigned anti-gun NRA F-rated legislatures as chair of the two committees that will actually hear all the gun bills. For the last year, your anti-safety and anti-gun organizations have been trying to educate themselves on the gun laws as well as get their handgun license. Now, mostly <clears throat> so they can bypass the long lines, but most importantly, so they can testify to the fact that they are gun owners that don't want pro-gun Texas Constitution bills passed. Now, this session, they are focused on universal background checks and red flag laws. These two are the most concerning, and we have laws on the books that address both of these. Now, let's address red flag laws for, for a second. Now, so the people that say people have enough powers as it is, you know, that, you know, we're talking the police. They say the police, they have enough powers now. The people that say Lady Justice is not blind. The people that say justice is not carried out evenly 
amongst the different economic class structures now want to give more power to the system that is designed to protect itself from prosecution. Now, I remember personally the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, 2000s and 2010. I remember Philando Castile, you know, the name of the person the NRA can't seem to remember. These people want to give the courts and law enforcement more power to walk into your home and take only your firearm because I told someone to go jump into a lake and drown on Facebook. I get into an argument for an example with my sister. So to be vindictive, she calls in a fake complaint and they remove my guns. Then I have to spend $30,000 to get them back. The legal system is designed to protect those that have money for legal expenses. Now let's address universal background checks. This is written so if I did something wrong 20 years ago, with universal background checks, I will never be forgiven for the crime, nor will I ever pay for that crime. I can never, ever own a gun. So why are we sentencing people if they can never be forgiven or pay their debt to society? Also, in order to enforce this, you have to have some type of force registration. People are saying, well, you know, none of these bills will get past, you know, the governor. You know, well, let me enlighten you just a little bit. Governor Greg Abbott hosted an event where he only invited anti-gun organizations. And this Texas governor is laying out, I'm telling you, he's laying out the groundwork to run for president. You do remember when then Governor Ronald Reagan ran for president. That was when prior to that he imposed the beginning of the gun control for California because members of the Black Panther Party walked into the California Capitol openly carrying long guns. So California lost its constitutional right to openly carry long guns because of President Ronald Reagan. So let that sink in for a second. See, sometimes people think that, you know, you're stupid and they can't and that you can't read. And, you know, remember history. So, well, my job is to slap you in the face and remind you that we will never bend the knee. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.